this should be common knowledge, really, for anybody that wants to start uh, uh, licensing music, for sure. So that's one of the reasons why I do this as well, and I want to share my knowledge because I, I had a hard time trying to find information and really how to do it. Welcome to the Stock Music Licensing Podcast, the number one resource for creating passive income selling stock music online. I'm your host, Daniel Carrizales, and I'm here to help you monetize your compositions. Welcome to episode 9 of the Stock Music Licensing Podcast. Now today I want to talk to you about alternative edits. What are they? And uh, how do you do these edits of your music tracks and, and why is it so important that you should be uh, making uh, alternative versions and edits of your uh, music tracks? Now, first of all, when I first got started, and I always start with this uh, kind of a story or this background of uh, how I got started, and especially when it comes down to my mistakes and uh, things that I really struggled with in the beginning, and and this is one of them. I wasn't really aware of edits. Uh, I wasn't really aware of uh, how to do them, and uh, what was the length, which is one of the most important parts of these alternative edits, and and why were they so important uh, for a lot of composers, and somehow uh, I was completely (laughs) ignorant of this fact that I should be doing these edits. And uh, it's, a, it's an art in itself to actually uh, do these edits because they have to be uh, very specific in terms of length and time. And, and most importantly, they have to sound very natural. So you can't really just make an edit and, and, and be in, in some odd uh, a length of, uh, in terms of time I'm talking about here. So let's just jump right into it. And uh, the, the, the very first edits that you should be doing are the 60-second edits, the 30-second edits, and the 15-second edits. Now, why, why this specific uh, length in time, 60 seconds, okay? It's one minute of your music track. Now, let's say that your music track is two minutes or two minutes and a half. Uh, so that will be the full version or the original composition of your track. Now, what you need to do is uh, do uh, a 60-second version of that uh, composition of yours. Now, what happens with this? Why 60-second? Well, 60-second is what is called uh, a national television length in terms of commercial. It's what is called a commercial spot. And this is uh, when it's, it's on national television, the, 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 at least in America, I don't, I'm not really aware of uh, in other countries if uh, this applies, but for, for the sake of uh, music libraries and uh, music licensing in general, uh, a national television uh, commercial spot will be uh, 60 seconds in length. All right. Now, the next one, which is a 30-second uh, edit, is for a local television Okay, and the 15 second edit is uh, basically the length of any uh, commercial or ad for a uh, for web. Okay, for a commercial uh, spot is what it's called. It's co- it's, they, are, they are called commercial spots, really. So, what do we do with this length? Uh, 60 seconds, 30 seconds, and 15 seconds. Now, that what you do is that you pretty much just do uh, a version of your original composition. In this case, let's say that your music track was uh, two and a half minutes in length. So you will have to make an edit of uh, that particular track of yours uh, in a total of 60 seconds. And by that, I mean that the 60 second, when it reaches to a minute, uh, 
uh, the, the track should have finished, okay? And uh, this has to sound, of course, very natural. This cannot be uh, just completely cut off, okay? Meaning that you could, you, do, you just don't stop the music at, at, uh, the, uh, on the spot. It has to have a natural ring out. It has to have a natural, uh, it's what is called a, a natural button ending. And, and what it is is that the music or the last hit of a musical note uh, either is uh, with uh, drums or with an actual chord, uh, but regardless of what it was going to be or as a band together, um, if you've ever been to a concert, you notice that the songs usually at the end very specific. They usually just end in a very defined ending uh, with a single hit, okay? Uh, it, that is what is called the, the button ending, and that's what is called as well a natural ring out. It will have to ring out in a, such a way that it sounds natural and it will slowly fade away. Okay? So, uh, as a rule of thumb, when it comes down to the 60 second edit, usually uh, the last uh, hit of music should be around uh, second 57 or 58. Okay? And, and that natural uh, ring out, it should be uh, fading away on a na naturally. You don't need to do an, uh, a fade out. The, the note should die in a very uh, natural way all the way up to the, to the minute, to the 60 second. This is very important, and this is an art in itself. And uh, the only way to get good at this is to actually practice. And, and you can grab any track of yours. And you can start doing these edits and just really just it's pretty much uh, taking things away from from the the original composition. Maybe it's a is a bar of a verse or maybe a chorus. You just uh, just shorten it up a little bit so it can fit. So that edit can fit in that uh, time length. It's very very important. So uh, that's with a sixty second edit. Once you have done the 60-second edit, you go and reduce it even further, okay? And now you're going to go and cut that pretty much in half. And you go and apply that same um, technique or the same uh, strategy, but uh, to a shorter version of your track. In this case, we're going to do a 30-second edit. And the last note should ring or the last note should, should be played and uh, it, it, around the same kind of like spot, okay? It should be around the 27, 28 uh, second, and it should have a natural ring out, a natural fade out. That's the thing that you should be focusing when it comes down to doing these alternative edits, okay? And, and it's the same with the 15 second edits. You just uh, make sure that the, the na last note, the last musical hit should be around uh, second 13 to 14, depending on how how your natural uh, fade out is going to be happening, okay? And you don't do it very long, but you don't do it very short either. So it doesn't sound abrupt or it doesn't sound like it's being cut off. This is very, very important. Now, these are the three classical or the three traditional uh, edits that uh, music composers for media really focus on, okay? But it goes beyond that. It's not just these three edits that I'm talking to you about here. And before I carry on uh, with uh, the other edits and the, the other alternative edits of your music track, I want to play you uh, what a 30-second edit sounds like and, and a 15-second uh, edit sounds like as well. So you can kind of hear the difference and see that it's not that complicated, but it is in time. 
and uh, and it plays a, a very important role in um, for me as a music composer and for you as well. This plays a, a very uh, good uh, role for for your portfolio, and you're providing so much value for the customer and the client. And for you, in order to have this skill under your belt, is essential for success. So this is what it will sound like. Uh, I'm not gonna do a, a minute uh, edit for the sake of time because it's too long, okay? But I just wanna play you the 30 second edit and the 15 second edits for now so you can get an idea what it sounds like. So here is a, a 30 second version of uh, one of my tracks. So here we go. So you notice that in length, this particular edit is specifically, and it's exactly 30 seconds. Now I'm going to play you the 15 uh, second version of this track now. So it will sound something like this. As you can hear, uh, this uh, 15 version uh, is much shorter in time. It's still the same track. It has the same message. It has the same melodies, uh, the same energy. And, and it's just shorter and it's exactly 15 seconds. Now, can we go even further? And the answer is yes. There's even more uh, when it comes down to alternative edits. The next alternative edit will be a bumper or, or a bump, that's what it's called, and a stinger or a sting. Now, these are even shorter, and uh, the bumper is pretty much, it's almost like an intro or like a transition, and it's usually in length all the way up to 11 seconds, between 9 to 11 seconds in length. That's what a bumper is. This is very popular uh, when it comes down to transitions, and this could be used in TV, this could be used uh, in a podcast, actually, this could be used in uh, uh, when going from one scene to another. It just emphasizes uh, the ending of something, and we're going to go into uh, a different section of uh, the content. Now, there is uh, now what I call uh, one of the most, uh, I wouldn't call it the most difficult one, but in a way it is, is it is a real challenge in the beginning, uh, and it's a stinger or a sting, a musical sting, and it's very hard because uh, it's such a short uh, piece of music. Uh, in this case, we're talking about uh, around anything between five seconds to seven seconds of music. So really not much. Uh, and this, again, this could be uh, used as an intro or or as a transition as well. And it's very, very popular in a lot of audio uh, visual uh, productions and uh, and as well in radio, as well on podcast. Uh, this is very, very popular. So, I mean, if you hear to the intro of my podcast, that you could classify that as a bumper, and it's the same with the ending. Uh, the original track is like around two minutes, roughly, and I have just done uh, a bumper uh, of that particular track. So when you listen to my podcast, 
it's exactly that. Uh, I grab one of my tracks and I just do those edits for, for this show. Uh, so the, the stinger or the sting will sound something like this. Now, with the bumper and the stingers, because they're such, uh, they're different, they're a little bit uh, shorter, of course, in length, you have a little bit of more flexibility when it comes down to the length. So the bumper, again, it could be anything between uh, eight to nine seconds, all the way up to 11. Uh, and the, the stinger could go all the way from five seconds to seven or ending on second nine, maybe but you try to keep it very short. And like I said, again, this is an art in itself uh, when it comes down to implementing these uh, alternative edits. Now, these alternative edits could be done in uh, two ways. You can do these alternative edits uh, in your main session, meaning that you have all of the tracks uh, open when you're mixing, and you can uh, do those edits in your session like that. Or another way to do it, and a lot of professional editors do this, is uh, with the final product, with your final master. Once you have mixed and mastered your track and you have the final uh, stereo file, uh, you can actually do the edits like that as well. Th this last one takes a lot of practice because you don't have all the tracks available to you. And uh, what's the difference? The difference is that when you have all the tracks available to you, you can play around with all the instruments and uh, you might be able to, for example, do a drum feel or something like that, uh, do a, a really edit your, your drum section, for example, when it comes down to, to different uh, symbols and accents and whatnot. And uh, it could be a little bit uh, easier to, to manipulate that edit that you're working on. Uh, when you have the final product, the, the actual uh, stereo file is a little bit harder because uh, you, you're literally cutting and, and pasting uh, chunks of audio of, the, of your particular music track. And it takes a little bit of uh, patience and it takes a little bit of a skill as well to know exactly uh, where to do the cut. And you don't have any flexibility of, uh, of uh, introducing new elements of a, a drum feel or, or some kind of transition before the, the ending of the, the edit in this case. So uh, I just want to let you know that I've done both, both with my sessions and, um, and then finally with uh, a stereo file. And you can practice with any of your tracks um, that you have done already. You probably uh, have whatever track you like that is already out there and you can actually just... Uh, really start practicing with your, your final uh, master, your, your stereo file, and just start cutting and, um, you know, just putting the, the pieces together. Mainly, when it comes down to these edits, it's the beginning and the ending that you're concerned with. And obviously, in, in between that, the message of the song or the melodies and the motif have to be present. So, I mean, it's a little bit hard to, to explain without having any visual of this uh, here on the podcast, but you get the idea. And if you want to have a look at this in, in real life or how it's done, I have done a video about it on my YouTube channel, and I'll leave a link in the description so you can go and check it out uh, at your own convenience, and you can see how I'm doing these edits that we're talking about in this uh, podcast. But for now, all you need to know is that you can do this in uh, these two ways that I have mentioned 
if you're starting out, I recommend you start with a session. Once you start uh, mixing your track and you are ready to to bounce your mix, uh, start working on your edits, okay? And you can do that in the same session. You just uh, start uh, editing your, your track and, and do a 60-second, a 30-second, and a 15-second edit, and then a bumper and a stinger. Now, there, there's even more, okay? It doesn't end here. Uh, and we're going to get to the bottom of this. Why, why is it so important that we do these edits, okay? Notice that so far we have three edits that have a particular length, and we have a bumper and a stinger. So that's already five different edits, okay? So what this means is that we have five different files already. And this is very important, and this is going to be uh, crucial for your portfolio, especially on places like Pond5, where you can sell these edits uh, individually as an individual file. So after this edits, you still have more edits that you can provide to your clients and to the customer. And I'm just going to mention a few of them. And the next one will be a loop version of your track. Okay. Now, what does this mean? What it means is that you will do a loop version that it could just be repeated over and over again. And uh, for video makers or for video editors, this is very helpful uh, because they need at times your music track to be uh, on a loop pretty much. Now, if your music track is uh, two minutes in length, uh, the loop doesn't necessarily have to be two minutes, but it could be, okay? It really depends on how you want to loop your, your track. And again, when we're doing a loop version of, uh, of our tracks, we are concerned with how the beginning and the ending meet, meaning that when the ending is ending, <laughs> the beginning should, should start in a very... Uh, you, you shouldn't be able to tell that it's a loop, that's what I'm trying to, to get to. So this is a very important. Uh, it's what is called a seamless loop. Uh, it's very important because for video editors, like I said, they might want to have your track uh, playing in the background and they don't want the track to, to ring out or to die or fade out and then start again. At times, they just want that track to be consistent and to have that audio playing in the background. So a seamless loop version of your track is a, is a really good idea to get into the habit as well of doing this edit. Uh, and, and again, this is a skill in itself, and you can uh, just start practicing. And this you can do it again. You can do it with uh, the, the, the open session, with all of your tracks open, or just with the final product, with your uh, stereo uh, wave file. And it's extremely... Uh, helpful to the client and to to the customer, for sure. Uh, even though there are some video editors or some music uh, editors and, and broadcast uh, networks that they will do this, okay? Uh, some professional editors, they do this uh, regardless if you do provide this or not. But uh, as a music composer for media and when you're in music licensing, this is uh, a crucial there are some libraries that actually require you to have these edits and to make these edits uh, when you submit their music, when you submit your music to them. Now, the next one will be a bed version, okay? And this is a version that is uh, pretty much just the very basic elements of your music track without the melody and without any, any motifs. So it will be the basic rhythm section and the chord progression. And it's almost like a stripped-down version of your music track. And what it, it, the name says it all. It's a bed. And it's a bed version of your music track. In terms of length, it could be the same length of your original track. Uh, 
And uh, it just helps. Uh, why would you want to do this? Well, because it helps uh, video editors to when they have a voiceover or they might be talking on top of your music, maybe at times some of the melodies might be in conflict with a, with a voice or with whatever is being said. So they just want really just the core progression in the background and the rhythm as well, like the drums and the bass maybe. And uh, again, this is, a, this is probably the easiest one because all you do, and, and this is probably the one that you need to do with a, with, a, with a session open because you will have to do like a separate mix without the melody, okay, or without <laughs> that guitar solo or whatever, or something that is, just think of it, the bad version is just the, the music without the melodies and without any, without the hook of the track, okay? And that's the best way to describe it. So uh, the bed version is a very, very important. It's very fun and it's very easy to do. This is probably the easiest one because you can just do your original version and just mute uh, the melodies of your track and just pretty much play the backbone of the track pretty much. So so that's very simple to do. And, and it's very helpful for, for the video maker, I can tell you that. And because I do a lot of video as well on my YouTube channel, and I use a lot of my own music, I can have used a lot of my own bad versions because uh, at times I don't want the melody. So I can see it from a different angle, and I'm no video, video editor myself, but I do a lot of YouTube videos, and I'm into the whole, I will probably call myself an amateur video maker or aficionado. And uh, I love to do videos, and I have learned a thing or two about video making, and especially when it comes down to putting my own music to my own uh, video production. So I try to put myself in the shoes of the video editor and, and see how this is going to benefit uh, him or her in this case. Now, the next edit will be a drum and bass version of your track. Now, there are a lot of uh, editors and uh, video makers who want uh, a drum and bass version of your music track. And the reason why is because they might want to introduce those elements of the of your track and then put them together with a, with a full version. And this is just comes down to production. And um, it's, it's very common to do this kind of uh, editing in, in the video world. So again, you do this with your uh, open session, with your mix, and you pretty much just soloed your bass and your drums. And, and that's it. Uh, you don't need to do much here because it's just the actual version of your track. Uh, in this case, you want to make sure that this track is the exact length as well of your of your music track. So it's pretty much the exact same length as the original one. You will probably have to do the same thing for the bad version, okay? Uh, at least as a practice. This is as a rule of thumb. This is what I do. Uh, so, so the bad version and the bass and, and the drum and bass version, they're pretty much the same as the original, but just without uh, those elements that I'm not including in this particular uh, edits. Now, this might seem like it's a lot, and it, and it is in the beginning, but what you do with all of these versions is that you just put it, you put them on your portfolio, and uh, for example, if you're selling this on Pond5, they are part of the original track, but there are also uh, files that you could be selling individually. And there are some libraries 
uh, where you can actually uh, sell these uh, files individually. And I do sell a lot of them. I've done uh, a lot of videos on my YouTube channel uh, showing how I sell stings and bumpers and 30-second edits and 15-second edits of tracks. And uh, I have enough uh, data to that I have collected over the years. Uh, and especially in places like Pond5, that it shows to me that customers at times, they don't want to buy the original track, the full version. They just want the 30-second version, and that's it. And that's fantastic, you know. But if you don't have that version available to them, they might not buy your, your track. So they might not even buy your original track, okay. And um, you're leaving a lot of uh, money on the table by, by not implementing this uh, edits and you you should be doing them uh sooner rather than later don't do the mistake i did which was uh ignore these edits uh for the longest time even when i found out about them i didn't uh, do them at all because it, it is a lot of work in the beginning if you don't know how to do them and it takes a lot of practice and if you're going to do that with every single composition of yours it could be a little bit of a, of a task, and it, and it really, it, it is, but the way I see it now is that with every composition that I make, I have a potential of seven or more edits uh, per track, and that means to me it's almost like multiplying one single piece of music, um, and it's very, very important. Now, if you're going to upload this music uh, edits to your Audio Jungle account, in Audio Jungle, you can only have a, a variation, a, a maximum of five variations per song. And these songs are going to be sold uh, as part of a whole, a part of the track. Now, what I mean is that when you have, uh, you have your original song, that's your first version. And then you're only allowed to do uh, four other versions of, uh, or four other edits of your original track. And you have to upload them as a single track. So the customer will buy that. Uh, the original track plus the edits, but you have a maximum of five, okay, on all the jungle. That's just on, on, a, on a very uh, peculiar note. Um, so you have a limit on all the jungle, and on all the jungle, you don't sell them separately. You sell them as part of the, of the original track, which is a little bit of a letdown because at times you just want to not only grow your portfolio, but you should be able to sell them uh, individually because, like I said, I have enough data that shows that the customer... Uh, at times doesn't want to buy, not even the other edits, they just want the 30-second uh, version, and that's it. That's all they need. So they should be able to buy that um, for sure, or at least in my opinion. Uh, on the positive note, on Audio Jungle, if you do do your edits, uh, the customer will see that you're selling your track with uh, different uh, edits of that particular track, and that creates tremendous value, of course, because... The customer might want to buy a, just a track, but then when they see that you have done all the professional edits in, in that particular length, then that creates an enormous value for them, and they feel like they're getting their money worth uh, when it, they're buying your track. And they say, hey, I have here all the, the edits that I need, okay? 60 second, 30 second, and 15 second, which is a standard. This length are, are standard, okay? So you don't, go, <laughs> you don't go and do what I did in the beginning. I was just making edits randomly, and it will be like 40 second edit and 55 second. It, it doesn't work like that, okay? You have to, to start practicing and, and really stick to the length. Uh, this, is, this is very, very important. Uh, and video editors are really specific about when 
uh, the, the music should, should end, okay? And that for us as composers, we need to, to start practicing. And uh, if you're not uh, really uh, familiarized with uh, this kind of edits and, and this length and, and their length, uh, so it has to end at 30 seconds. Uh, not 31, not 32. I mean, th this is very, very, this is crucial. I can't stress this enough because I do get a lot of uh, questions uh, that, okay, I have done an edit that is 34. Will that work? No, it won't work. It has to be 30 seconds ex ex exactly. And uh, taking into consideration that the music has to die uh, or fade out in a natural ring out and, uh, and really finish at, uh, at second 30 or 15, or 60 seconds. And uh, it's, a, it's, a, it's an art in itself, and it's, uh, I can tell you right now that it's a lot of fun, okay? When I do my edits of my own music tracks, I'm wearing a different hat. I am not focused on the melodies anymore. I'm not focused on the composition. I'm just focusing on edit, and I'm actually, uh, I feel like an editor, funny enough, because I'm, I'm withdraw from the whole process of composition, mixing, and mastering. I'm just focusing on uh, the edit uh, at hand and how does it fit and if it works, okay? So, uh, again, if you're somebody that is new to this, I'm going to leave in the show notes and in the description um, the link to the YouTube video where I do this edit so you can have a visual representation of this. So you can go and check that video out. And uh, again, if you're somebody that is new to this as well, to music licensing and to stock music, and specifically to libraries like Pond5 and Audio Jungle, uh, you can download my guide. It's a free guide where I gave you seven steps to get the ball rolling in the music licensing. And I cover there all of the edits. I cover other uh, important points. And you can download this guide at stockmusiclicensing.com slash free. And uh, just enter your email. You will be able to download that PDF. It's a free guide. And I'll leave it in the show notes anyways because you might be on the road right now. You might be driving or you might be walking and you might not have access to this. So you can download that at your convenience. So everything, all the details are in the show notes. And um, you can have access to that as well. Uh, again, thanks a lot for the love and support. Thanks for listening to the podcast. Thanks for, for all the messages. Of you, uh, those of you who have uh, left me messages about the podcast, I really appreciate it. It means a lot to me. Uh, leave a review on iTunes on the podcast. Uh, subscribe to the podcast as well. I make a, a new episode every week. Every Friday, I release a new uh, podcast episode. So subscribe to the podcast. You will be notified every Friday when the, the next uh, episode is live. And, and, and send me a message if, if there's anything that you want me to, to talk about more in depth, if there's something that you want me to explain more uh, or talk more in more detail as well when it comes down to, to stock music and to different libraries. And, and as always, I'm very grateful for you to, to be here with me, hanging out, and, and for listening to me talking about this. I'm really passionate about what I'm talking about. Um, and I really want to share it with you because I, I couldn't find much information about these edits and, and other things when it comes down to music licensing. 
Uh, there's a lot of information out there, but at times it's, uh, there's always uh, some kind of <laughs> red tape or this kind of like secret society when it comes down to, to different things uh, relatable to music licensing. And I, I want to be the one who's just putting it out there, you know. Uh, my video on YouTube uh, is the probably the only one, actually. I couldn't find a single video on YouTube uh, that explained how to do the 60-second, 30-second, and 50-second edits. So uh, it was shocking to me. And uh, whatever uh, information I found online, it always seemed like this uh, only some experienced composers with... Uh, They've been in the game for 30 years, only know about kind of thing. And I just think this is ridiculous. You know, I want to put the information out there uh, for you for the, you know, to learn about it. I can tell you about my mistakes and what not to do and just learn how to do it, you know, so you can uh, play this game. You don't need to, to belong in any uh, secret uh, society of composers or, or, you know, it's just one of those things. This, is, this, sh this should be common knowledge, really for anybody that wants to start uh, uh, licensing music, for sure. So that's one of the reasons why I do this as well, and I want to share my knowledge because I, I had a hard time trying to find information and really how to do it. And uh, it always seemed like they'd always come back to you. This is what I, I don't like in the music licensing world, and I'm, I'm not going to go on a rant, but this kind of mentality that you have to do your homework, like you have to research yourself, your things, and I don't agree with that. I think that if you have some kind of knowledge, you have to pass it down to, to the next guy. Don't close the door, you know. I don't want to close the door to, the, to somebody that's behind me just because I'm a few steps uh, ahead. So that's one of the reasons why I am so passionate about not only this podcast, but about all of my content that is uh, relatable to, to music licensing, to stock libraries, and to earning some passive income with your music online, you know. And you have to have the skills and the knowledge of how to do these things in order to be successful. So anyways, uh, thanks a lot for listening. Thanks a lot for hanging out here with me today. It means a lot. Uh, I hope this podcast episode uh, finds you well. Don't forget to leave a review. It means the world. Uh, leave a comment as well. Send me a message. Uh, share it with somebody that might benefit from this kind of information. And uh, as always, rock and roll. And uh, here's to your success. Yeah.